This week on Cinematic Sound Radio. It's Oscar Sunday, and on today's program, we'll be playing music from the five scores vying for Oscar gold, which includes Jackie, Lion, Moonlight, La La Land, and Passengers. We'll also be playing some past winners with music composed by Eric Wolfgang Korngold, Howard Shore, Michel Legrand, John Barry, and much more. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for joining me. Sit back, kick up your feet, and relax as Cinematic Sound Radio begins now. Since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. I'm Eric Woods, coming to you from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Hello to all of our listeners at W Rock Radio, Pod Tyrant, CinematicSound.net, and through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or wherever else you are listening to this program. It's great to have you on board. If you're listening to this program on iTunes, then once you're done with this show, please take the time to rate and review the program. It really helps us get noticed on the iTunes Music Store. As I said, today is Oscar Sunday, so let's get into the five scores nominated for an Oscar at this year's Academy Awards. The crop of scores this year are far from impressive or even memorable, and most are merely just functional. So it's been a pretty weak year for the nominations, not necessarily for film music as a whole in 2016, which I thought was fantastic. And if you want to hear what I think are the best scores of 2016, then head over to my two-part special where I feature over six hours of programming dedicated to my favorite scores of 2016. So, the first selection of the five nominated film scores up for an Oscar is Mika Levy's polarizing score to Jackie, a film that follows Jackie Kennedy in the days when she was the first lady at the White House and her life following the assassination of her husband, President John F. Kennedy, in 1963. This is Levy's first Academy Award nomination and only her second film score. Levy score has come under much scrutiny, but also has been receiving critical praise and acclaim since she was nominated for an Oscar. On one side of the fence, you have those that are praising the music for its inventiveness, unique musical colors, and its ability to capture Jackie's crushed spirit, grief, and trauma the days following JFK's assassination. On the other hand, There are those, including myself, that find the score to be utterly distracting and totally inappropriate in context. It's also been reported that Levy decided not to see a frame of the film, instead writing a score based on how she felt like portraying Jackie musically. She then delivered her 50-minute score to director Pablo Lorraine to needle-drop the music into the picture how he saw fit. 
There is nothing inherently wrong with needle dropping music. Composers like John Williams, Hans Zimmer, Trent Reznor, Ennio Morricone, among others, have all written scores for films before the final edit is finished. However, with those films and those composers, they worked closely with their respective directors and did their best to make sure that the music they wrote would first and foremost serve the film. However, Levy's approach seems to mock the art of film scoring and storytelling. She purposely disregarded the film because it interfered with her creative process. She essentially is sticking up her middle finger at the traditional approach to film scoring. There's nothing wrong with innovation. But to quote Movie Music UK and IFMCA President John Broxton, film scoring should be as much about the advancement of a dramatic arc as it is about the creation of technically excellent music, and Levy's steadfast refusal to even make herself aware of what her film's dramatic arc actually is renders her music entirely pointless. Here's the first nomination for the 2016 Oscars. It's Mika Levy's Jackie.
Music by Mika Levy for the film Jackie. The original soundtrack recordings available on Milan Records. You're listening to the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound. Up next is music from the film Lion. Tells the story of a five-year-old who gets lost on a train which takes him thousands of miles across India, away from home and his family. He must soon learn to survive alone before ultimately being adopted by an Australian couple. 25 years later, armed with only a handful of memories, his unwavering determination and a revolutionary technology known as Google Earth, he sets out to find his lost family and finally return to his first home. Score for the film was written by two composers, Dustin O'Halloran and Hayushka. Hayushka is an independent experimental musician based in Germany, and Dustin O'Halloran has scored a number of films and TV shows. The two composers are actually really good friends, but uh, were hired separately. They didn't know they'd be working together until they started working on the film. The composers were initially going to write their sections separately, one composer for the first half of the film and another for the second, but eventually they worked collaboratively together a week later into writing. The score took two months to produce, and they actually worked around the clock to make it work. The score was written from the main character's point of view. is meant to reflect a singular story about his experience. The score is written mainly for piano strings and percussive sounds. It's quite a minimalistic score, lots of repeating patterns, piano arpeggios, and uh, kaleidoscopic ideas. But the themes are lovely and lyrical, nothing mind-blowing. However, the Academy loves it. It's the second nominated score for the 2016 Oscars in the Best Score category. This is Lion by Dustin O'Halloran and Hayushka.
Music from Lion, with original score composed by Dustin O'Halloran. And Hayushka, and the original soundtrack recording, is available on Sony Classical. The home for film, television, and video game music since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. The third nominated score for Best Original Score at the 2016 Academy Awards comes from Moonlight, a film that chronicles the life of a young black man from childhood to adulthood as he struggles to find his place in the world while growing up in a rough neighborhood of Miami. The score was composed by Nicholas Bertel. This is his first Academy Award nomination. There's a lot of experimentation going on in this score, which is one of Bertel's very favorite things to do by exploring musical texture, sounds, and ideas live against the picture. As director Barry Jenkins explained, the biggest breakthrough was when I expressed my love of Chopped and Screwed, a version of Southern hip-hop where the music is slowed and the pitch altered. In writing the music for Moonlight, there were two distinct phases of the writing process. Bertel would write the music that inspired him from the early cuts of the film and his discussions with Jenkins Afterwards, Bertel would begin to experiment with chopping and screwing his own recordings. Does all the experimentation work? I guess so. The score's functional, and fans of textual scoring might find much to enjoy in this score. Again, nothing all that mind-blowing or memorable, but the Academy has chosen it as one of its five nominations for Best Original Score, at the 2016 Oscars, this is Moonlight, with music composed by Nicholas Brittell.
Music from Moonlight by Nicholas Bertel, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Lakeshore Records. You're listening to Cinematic Sound with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back to the show. Our fourth nominated film score for the 2016 Academy Awards is Passengers by Thomas Newman. This is a film that stars Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. The film tells the story about two people who wake up 60 years too soon from an induced hibernation on board a spaceship bound for a new planet. 
Score was composed by Thomas Newman. It's a mixed bag of the best of Thomas Newman sounds, orchestrations, and melodies. Everything that defines a Thomas Newman score is here. The selection of this score as an Academy Award nominee might have been the biggest shock when the nominations were announced. There aren't many who hold this score in high regard, and the fact that the film tanked really didn't help matters. But some have said that Newman is an Oscar darling, even though he's never won, so a nomination this time out for something as unremarkable as this score might have something to do with his name only. For the score, Newman rarely steps outside of his comfort zone, but it's still enjoyable, eclectic, textural, with some easy-to-remember melodies. Here's the fourth nominee for Best Original Score at the 2016 Academy Awards, Thomas Newman's Passengers.
Music from the film Passengers, with original score composed by Thomas Newman. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Madison Gate Records. On the air and streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. Our last nominated score for the 2016 Oscars is the perennial favorite. The score that will most likely take both song and score Oscars. This is La La Land, an original musical by director Damien Chazelle. The plot follows a musician and an inspiring actress who meet and fall in love in Los Angeles. The film was nominated for a record 14 Academy Awards and will probably win a boatload of them too. The jazzy score for the film was provided by Justin Hurwitz. The score is warm, fuzzy, happy, jazzy with a few dashes of drama, but nothing really to write home about. There are cues that stand out among the rather standard jazz writing, like one particular scene at the Griffith Observatory, and another cue written for the epilogue, which then segues into the finale cue and then into the highly entertaining end credit cue, which is an instrumental version of the opening number from the film. But four solid score tracks really don't make for a great dramatic score, and the rest of it seems rather forgettable uh, as an instrumental film score. The real highlight of this film, of course, are the charming songs, which stick with you and get interpolated into the score. I will say this. Even though I had a very lukewarm reception to both score and film, the opening number, Another Day of Sun, might very well be one of the finest things I've ever seen on the silver screen. It's a technically brilliant scene with a toe-tapping number that promised much more than you'd actually get from the rest of the movie. Here now is the favorite to win tonight's Academy Award for Best Original Score. This is La La Land by Justin Hurwitz. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Interscope Records.
streaming on the web since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods, and I'm your host. This is the show dedicated to the music of film, television, and video games. Thank you very much for joining me. For this last hour, I thought I'd present some previous Oscar winners. And some of these selections won't all be obvious winners like Star Wars or Lawrence of Arabia, Exodus, The Omen, or Sunset Boulevard. Instead of The Adventures of Robin Hood, we're going to open this first set of Oscar winners with another Corn Gold winner, his first, for Anthony Adverse, released in 1936. Corn Gold's emotional and fluid score is one among a fine collection of masterpieces the composer crafted in the 1930s and 40s, and the selection we have for you was conducted by the great Charles Gerhardt for the first of his 15 classic film score series albums released in the 1970s. In the 1940s, scores like Pinocchio, Now Voyager, The Song of Bernadette, Spellbound, and The Red Shoes all took home Oscars. In 1946, Hugo Friedhofer wrote arguably the score of his career and one of the finest film scores of all time for William Wilder's post-World War II drama, The Best Years of Our Lives. The passionate score was newly recorded many years ago, and Friedhofer has admitted that his score was inspired by his friend and Americana composer extraordinaire Aaron Copland. It's a straightforward, simple folk-like score, and what we're going to play for you are two tracks, gorgeous tracks, called Homecoming and Exit Music. The final selection in this first suite of Oscar winners comes from the 1950s, a decade that saw scores from Sunset Boulevard, High Noon, Lily, Around the World in 80 Days, and Ben-Hur win Oscars. In 1951, Franz Waxman won his second straight Oscar for his lush and heartfelt score with a theme for the ages for A Place in the Sun. On Franz Waxman's official website, his son had this to say about the suite we're going to play for you. This concert suite was arranged by Waxman, taken from his music in the film, and it contains the sound most people remember from the score. A striking, wailing sound of a very high alto saxophone. Waxman auditioned 100 saxophone players before hiring Bill Hamilton to record the original soundtrack. The selection that we're going to play for you on today's program features conductor John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra with Grover Washington, on saxophone. Here now is our first suite of music featuring Academy Award winning scores. Anthony Adverse by Eric Wolfgang Korngold. The Best Years of Our Lives by Hugo Friedhofer and A Place in the Sun by Franz Waxman.
Best of original music composed for films, television, and video games. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. Our next Oscar suite begins with the 1960s. Winners of Oscar gold that year for best original score were films such as Exodus, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Lawrence of Arabia, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. In 1968, John Barry would win his second Academy Award for The Brilliant, The Lion in Winter. Barry's first win would come in the same decade, two years earlier, for Born Free. The Lion in Winter was an adaptation of James Goldman's play of the same name and starred Peter O'Toole, Catherine Hepburn, Anthony Hopkins as Richard the Lionheart in his film debut in a major role, along with an early appearance by Timothy Dalton, his film debut. When you think of the greatest choral scorers of all time, this one should be near the top of the list. While John Barry had already established a distinct voice in his film work during the 1960s, jazzy crime thriller and James Bond music, it was in dramatic pictures where he would really stretch his wings. The score is a wonderful amalgamation of styles, from big, bold, brassy fanfares to haunting, angelic singing. Eleanor's Arrival has always been among one of my most favorite pieces of elegant film scoring, featuring the delicate sounds of a female chorus and muscular male voices. 
The 1970s saw the triumphant return of the traditional symphonic film score, with John Williams winning an Oscar for his classic score to Star Wars in 1977. Other winners included The Omen, A Little Romance, The Godfather Part Two, and Limelight. Limelight was actually originally written in 1952, but the film was not shown in L.A. until 1972, which therefore made it eligible for the 1972 Oscars. Summer of 42 was released in 1971, and with it inspired Michel Legrand to write one of cinema's greatest love themes. The soundtrack album was actually a huge hit, and the instrumental of the theme of Summer of 42 not only was a top 10 hit, but also was transformed into the song called The Summer Knows. The performance we're going to play for you comes from a delightful two-CD album called The Music of Michel Legrand, featuring the Moscow Virtuosi a group composed of members of various Moscow symphony and chamber orchestras. This reimagined arrangement of the famous Summer of 42 theme is simply divine and was recorded in Moscow in 2010. The 1980s saw scores from such films as Chariots of Fire, The Right Stuff, Out of Africa, and The Little Mermaid win Oscars. In 1982, John Williams wrote one of his many great film scores, for Steven Spielberg's brilliant E.T. The Extraterrestrial, a film score that I had the absolute privilege of seeing performed live to picture back in late December of 2016. What an experience that was, and I can't wait to do it again. What we're going to play for you during this suite is a special recording from E.T. In 1994, Telarc Records released the first Michael Shertok album entitled Cinematic Piano, featuring a collection of his own arrangements of classic themes from the movies. While I've yet to hear that album, I was introduced to one of the cues from that album, which was part of an excellent compilation released by Sonic Images Records in 1999 called Watch the Skies. Here, Shertok arranges three cues together, E.T. and Elliot, Adventures on Earth, and Over the Moon into an emotional Four minute and 13 second suite. I love this piece so much that I actually played it for my son while putting him to bed when he was just a toddler. And I also played it for my daughter when she was born three years later, which helped her get to sleep. It's a delicate and passionate performance in a nice, neat package. Here now. Academy Award-winning scores from John Barry in The Lion in Winter, Michel Legrand's The Summer of 42, and John Williams's E.T., The Extraterrestrial.
Well, we sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. Thanks to everyone at W Rock Radio for helping me get this show on the W Rock Radio airwaves. If you haven't discovered W Rock Radio, please check them out at WRockRadio.com. We're also part of the Pod Tyrant Network of Podcasts. And thanks to everyone at Pod Tyrant for all of their support. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archived version of this show and many years of previous programs. We're also on iTunes, so check us out there and rate and review the show, please. I also want to thank Tim Burton for lending his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program and composer David Cassina for writing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. The last suite of Academy Award winners begins with music from the 2000s. The first decade of the new millennium saw Oscar wins for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Frida, Brokeback Mountain, and Up. However, the most popular winner of the decade was Howard Shore, whose brilliant scores to the Lord of the Rings trilogy won four Academy Awards, two for Best Score and two for Best Song. Unfortunately, Shore's The Two Towers was deemed ineligible or Shore most likely would have won three Best Score Oscar statues. The four that he did win were for Score and Song, as mentioned previously, for Fellowship of the Ring, and then two years later on Return of the King for Song and Score. We're going to play two tracks from The Return of the King. The first is a track from the original single-disc album, which was released at the time of the film's release. The cues call it The White Tree, or on the expanded album called The Lighting of the Beacons, which features a triumphant performance of Gondor's theme. It's brilliant, and this particular performance of the cue is my favorite. We'll then play a cue from the expanded release of the score, which features a spine-tingling and awe-inspiring performance of the Fellowship theme by full chorus as Aragon leads his soldiers in a charge at the Black Gate in the name of Frodo in the cue called For Frodo which really had my hair standing on end when I first saw the movie back in 2003. It's a remarkable filmmaking, remarkable film scoring. Howard Shore was at the top of his game for sure. And last but not least, we'll feature music from this decade, which has crowned winners for The Social Network, The Artist Gravity, and The Hateful Eight, among others. In 2012, Canadian composer Michael Dana took home the prize for his stunning, dramatic, thematically rich score to Ang Lee's Life of Pi. We'll have two cues from that score to end off today's program. So here is music from The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King by Howard Shore and The Life of Pi by Michael Dana. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the Oscars tonight. And until next time, take care and happy listening.
for listening to Cinematic Sound Radio. If any questions, comments, or concerns about the program, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. 
Don't forget to check us out at Cinematic Sound at cinematicsound.net on the web, Sound Radio on Twitter, and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on iTunes, why don't you take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. All ratings and reviews help us get noticed on iTunes. And don't forget to tell your friends about the program as well. Share this show on your favorite social media network. We really appreciate all the support. And don't forget to check out our affiliates at WRock Radio at WRockRadio.com and PodTyrant at PodTyrant.com.